You know the vibes. Nah, society after dark. Come on in, man. It's time to have that talk. <laughs> you know the vibes. N A S S O C I E T Y. My good people with a Nas Society after dark, man. Welcome back to the show. Hope y'all had a great couple weeks, man. Y'all know how we do it, man. I'm, I'm always going to check in, man. Make sure everybody's good. Make sure everybody's safe out here in this crazy world. Um, you know, man, there's a lot of stuff going on here. But, you know, on this show, we kind of just unwind. Have us a drink, you know, cigar, smoke, whatever you do. Do your thing, man. And as we get into this good talk and this good dialogue, man, I miss y'all, man. Thank you for coming back to the show, man. Stay tuned, man, because we're about to get into Chapter 2. Chapter 2 breakdown of the pursuit of moving forward, man. So, hope y'all ready, man. You got what you need. You pulled up. You rolled up. <laughs> Do your thing, man. Be back in five. Let's do it. You know the vibes. Welcome to the N-A-S-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. After dark, man. Hope everybody's been good. Like I said, man, we are back at it again, man. Once again, I want to thank everybody that has uh, been following the podcast, man. This is a little different than the other two shows I do. It's more personal, intimate, or whatever. Strictly just my voice in your ears. Uh, you know, and I, I like it that way for the time being, man, just to um, <clears throat> kind of connect with you on a different level, right? Sometimes when it's not live or it's not visual, you know, you have a different perspective of things. So, you know, I always appreciate that. So a lot of people listen to this show when on their way to work in the morning or at the gym or they relaxing, if they sip in and just chilling at home at night or whatever. So whatever time that you're listening to this, whatever you're doing, man, is much appreciated, man. So once again, just want to shout out to the faithful people that's been doing it, man. That's been rocking with me. Um, also want to give, um, you know, there's, there's minor, sometimes you look at minor things that you may think is minor, but it's big, you know? So there was some, something that was brought to my attention, um, that I thought was minor, but it's really big. Right. Um, so, with the Nas show, with this uh, podcast, uh, I have reached reached five hundred viewers. Five hundred, man. That's 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 a lot. You know, that is. I'm not. I'm. I don't take that for granted. I don't. I don't take that for granted at all. I mean, um, people, you know, have different shows where they have different viewers, and of course, you don't do it for the viewers. You just do it for you know for your own type of purpose and things like that, man. And, um, you know, my goal is to have as many viewers as God allow it to be, you know, if it never get, if it never get past five, as as always, that's still a blessing. I didn't expect it to be this many, you know? So, um, I just want to just, you know, give a shout out to that man. Cause that's amazing to me. Like I said, I've been doing this show for two years and, um, you know, it gains a lot of momentum over the time. You know, like I said, the first, year was more let's say it was different <laughs> if you was following me for the first year you know it was different we had um we had visual shows and uh guests a lot of guests a lot of crazy topics so i mean i think that's what a lot of the viewers kind of stem from you know we still got those people here um, but 
man, shout out to 500, man. 500 is a big number. Uh, how much I, I, I really appreciate it. You know, uh, listen to my damn, um, weird ass voice uh, <laughs> for an hour. So definitely want to, you know, say thank you guys to that. All right. Um, so yeah, do this show. You can follow it on wherever you listen to your podcast at, man. How are you doing? And if you want to share it to your friends and your family, that's much appreciated too. Um, you know, there's a lot of different shows. Like there's a lot of different podcasts. So everybody has their own um, niche. You know, people like different type of shows, different types of messages and meanings and things like that. So, you know, I appreciate the people that have been rocking with me and want to tune in as to the stuff I have to say about certain things, right? So much love to that. Um, happy National Women's Day. I think that's what it is today. Is that it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's uh, National Women's Day. Um, I think women should be appreciated and valued every day. I mean, um, but, you know, we live in a world where they like to highlight days and put a stamp on, on days. So, I mean, um, if you ain't appreciating your woman or your mother or your sister or your daughter or one of your homegirls today, you know, you should. You should do it every every day. But always be able to, you know, let them know, hey, man, I appreciate you. Thank you. I love you. You know, kind words, kind gestures or whatever. But um yeah happy national women's day i get if you follow me on social media i get some weird vibes from a lot of women you know i feel like women like me but they my opinions on certain things are like (laughs) weird to a lot of women and it's not that i don't you know i'm not a woman bash or anything like that oh i don't hate women or anything. I actually love women. I appreciate and I value the substance that a woman brings to the earth, to a man, to a child, to a job, you know, to a friendship. I think it's very vital. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I like to do is highlight the things that aren't talked about. You see what I'm saying? Situations that's not talked about that women may do. And sometimes, you know, women may take that a little certain way. I mean, I don't get nothing too crazy i think it's all a good fun i think i really think women just like fuck women they just like you know giving me a hard time busting my balls and it's all laughs at the end nobody's really serious you know and although one or two women kind of laid into me before but that i ain't got cursed out in a while so that's a good that's a good thing <laughs> so but yeah man i um, want to give a shout out to that as well a couple more announcements before we get into the main topic um doing a lot of traveling got some traveling coming up um, we'll be back in Cali pretty soon, man, doing some voiceover work over there. Um, pretty, pretty soon, man, I'm going to, um, make a big announcement where you guys can, um, support and, and check out my work over there where I'm doing, uh, voiceover work for a network in California. Um, I'm in San Diego and Oakland, um, but just doing work over there and, um, kind of just expanding my horizon. One thing about me, like I said, I have a huge range of things. I could talk about different topics, you know, I can get into different arenas of things. You know, I, I like I love doing public speaking. That's one of my favorite things. I, I love talking in front of large groups of people. Um I love doing shows, live shows, being in front of a camera, you know, uh and, and, and things like that. I love doing audio as you can see, you know, doing audio work. Um but I've been doing voiceover work as well. So I've been doing work out there uh with a network and it's been pretty cool, man. You know, uh um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird when you see your voice on an automated character, right? It's like, uh, I don't know, I don't really understand, I guess I understand, but I don't, 
I guess I'm just now seeing how some of these people like, uh, you know, Shrek, you know, or these, these, these actors, they do these animated characters or, you know, Aladdin or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, okay, well, that's my voice. But that don't look like me as a cartoon person. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's humbling. Don't get me wrong. But, um, real soon, man, we're working on a project out there, man, that I'm real proud of that I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to introduce and, you know, to the, to the, to the nation pretty soon, man. You know, I can't really get too in deep about it right now because it's still in production, man, but, uh, real, real excited about that, man. So, um, like I said, I, I'm I'm blessed. There's nothing that I can even complain about. I can't even begin to complain about anything, especially the things that I've been through in my life. I'm uh, I am definitely um, I'm definitely blessed. Let's just put it like that, man. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, be on the lookout for Bars and Buckets podcast that is airing this Wednesday and every Wednesday on YouTube and on Facebook Live. That is Bars and Buckets. B A R N. Buckets, B-U-C-K-E-T-S. Bars and Buckets, man. Bars and Buckets podcast. We talk about the latest sports um, and hip-hop. We have a lot of debates. They kind of guys kind of jump on me a little bit about my my take. I have an interest in taking any any show that I'm on. I'm I'm always more than likely thinking different. Or I'm I'm saying something that's going to cause some stir because I just, you know, just how I am. I don't agree with a lot of things that people say or perceptions that people have with stuff and like i said i love sports i love hip-hop and rap so on that show we go at it about a lot of different things man so be sure you go over there and uh if you're rocking me over here man i appreciate you go over there and, and subscribe to uh to that channel as well it's on youtube bars and buckets um or on facebook live or just on facebook in general you just type in bars and buckets man the page over there go like and share, share subscribe to that as well uh, like I said, we got a lot of uh, events coming up, and we're giving some things away to a lot of people that's, that follow us, right? So go check that out. Um, let us air tomorrow on Wednesday the 9th, and every Wednesday at, uh, I believe we start at 7 o'clock, 7 or 8, 7 o'clock, you say 7 o'clock, and uh, it's going to be some good shows and good topics. Um, that's that, and of course, we got thinking outside the box. I'm just giving a rundown to... My new viewers, because there's always somebody new that's coming in each week uh, from different places around the world. Uh, so just give you guys a rundown if you don't know about the shows that I do. Thinking outside the box is we're in season three over there, man. Super proud of those guys over there. Uh, we got a special guest coming in for season three. Um, so stay tuned with that. It's airing on NDTV, I-N-D-E TV Network, man. Just download the app. I-N-D-E Network, man, check out all our shows, man, season one, season two, all that time, <laughs> man, I, those are some amazing shows, man, we talked about a lot of stuff, man, we got in a little trouble, but it wasn't no bad, I mean, not trouble from, just from people, people, you know, have different views on certain topics, but that's everywhere you go, right, um, so super proud about that show, man, so, um, that's just a rundown of a couple of shows that I do. Like I said, I'm doing a lot of traveling, moving around a lot um, with the seasons changing and everything like that. When it's kind of slowly creeping out, which is good. Um, um, if you haven't got vaccinated already, if you're considering it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, if not, don't do it. I've always been pro whatever you want to do. You know, if you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get it. If you want to get it, get it. You know, I know they've been uplifting the band here in Chicago and in different places where you don't have to be vaccinated to go. Um, to certain places, to restaurants or to clubs or to bars, things like that, you know, um, 
So they lifted that, uh, I think, last week. So, I mean, but still, if you feel like it's best in your best interest to, um, you know, get vaccinated, do your thing, man. Uh, and if not, stand on yours and let that be that. Um, so that's that. Last thing. Um, so there is a... Um, there is a project that we're working on, um, me and a couple uh, investors that I'm proud on. So I'm, I'm kind of want to get you guys' feedback on certain things, you know. So what I want to ask the people that's listening, so, you know, be sure to chime in or have send a message or just think about it and ponder on it. Or you friends with me on social media, you can see your message on there. Or however you want to get in touch with me, you know, my, I'm real easy to, to get in touch with, man. It's Reggie Move Forward on Facebook. Um, or just the Nas Society, the underscore NAS underscore Society on Instagram. Uh, send me messages over there. But um, what I want to poll you guys and ask you guys is uh, about the word um, love, more important, um, monogamy and longevity. You know, would you be content if you never got married? The word marriage. Marriage has a lot of meanings to it, but it's the sanctity of it. You know, the the paperwork, the the legalized, the you know, all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm not saying relationship, you know, but if you never got married, you know, if you was just with your person forever and y'all never um, you know, legally got married or anything like that, or um, you know, would you be content with that? How do you feel? What is your views on marriage? You know, um, I know people have different views on it, but you know, I want to take a poll on it. Your views on marriage. Are you content if you never get married? Is marriage a priority for you? Would you date somebody that doesn't want to get married? Um, and, you know, I think the main thing we want to we want to get a gist from from the people is um, the divorce rate over the last five years. It seemed like it's increasing more and more and more. But then there are people that um in a situation where we was talking about, I made a post about polygamy, you know, before uh, polyamorous lifestyles where people may have one or two partners, you know, three, you know, however they want to do it. And that rate is increasing as far as su- uh, successful relationships. Now you could think of what does the word successful mean? You know, the successful mean, okay, well, nobody's cheating. So a successful relationship for you know, we're not hurting for money, so it's a successful relationship. Or we're not arguing, so you know. So what do you, you can have? You have to define what your um, definition of success means in a relationship. Um, but yeah, it, I, we found it. I, in particular, found it interesting that polyamorous relationships, who um, are together for a while, three to five years or more, you know, um, there is no marriage. You know, because legally you can't get married to two people. You know, a man can't marry two women, a woman can't marry two men. Um, but that type of arrangement, that type of, you know, understanding and things like that, because of communication and understanding and trust and love and, you know, um, you see what I'm saying, structure, leadership, all these things that comes into that type of relationship. Um, statistics show that it's blossoming more and more. Uh, over the years. Now, there are some that don't work out. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm aware of that. I'm not ignorant to that. Some of those situations, because, I mean, who knows? They can be strictly just rooted in sex, which is not a right way to, you know, live in a relationship, any relationship, not just a poly relationship. Any relationship that's just rooted in sex is not going to work out. Or any relationship that's 
rather than financial, you know, in the long run, that shit is not going to work out as well, you know. Um, so it can be dangerous. So you have to look out for that. But there, I'm, I'm, it was amazing to see like the numbers of people that took these polls and interviews and, um, over different cities, but how the success rate of, you know, that works out. I was talking to somebody recently, uh, uh, shout out to, uh, to, to Shavin, a, uh, Angie, <laughs> uh, but just talking, uh, briefly about, um, you know, how would you feel about that? How would you feel if, you know, you had two boyfriends? Would, you know, how, would that work for you? Is that something that you would like? And, you know, if she was just, you know, honestly transparent, like, yeah, you know, I would be interested in it. It's something that I feel would be too good to be true. But ultimately, she's like, nah, I don't think I would want to do it. She's like, she, I think she said she would want to do it. It would be like a great thing for her, but it's not really realistic in the way she's walking right now. I think probably like five years ago, it would probably be like, oh, I got two dudes, you know, one out available, I can go to the other one, you know, um, which is a mindset that most people have, you know, so why not? But, um, but um, you know, I, I feel like it can work for people who put the time and investment in it. Um, it's just you have to be committed. You have to, like I said, you have to have communication, a definite understanding of roles. But everybody has to be one. It can't just be, um, you know, in my opinion on how I think it would be or how I would view it, it, it should be uh, is there is nobody is superior to one other. Like my relationship with Judy shouldn't be superior to my relationship with Kathy, you know. I shouldn't view it as, you know, that type, you know, if we're in this together and we're building together, we're, you know, it's, you know, we have our, it's kind of like with kids. I don't know if that's a, a weird analogy, but follow me here. Like, so, you know, let's say you have two kids, you love both of your kids equally. You know, you love your kids. No one's greater than the other one at all, you know, but the relationship you have with your first child it's different than you have the relationship with your second child. You love them both. Nobody's superior over the other, you know, but you have different relationships with each other, you know, and they have relationships with each other. You see what I'm saying? Your two kids have a relationship with each other. You have your relationship with them. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's all in one. Um, that may be a weird analogy, but I feel like it's the best one I can come up with because it makes the most sense as far as unity. And, and being on the same page and, and, and leadership, especially if you're a man. If you're a man in a relationship with two women, you have to have a level of leadership. You have to have a level of, um, you know, setting a stamp as, okay, I can handle this mentally, you know, um, emotionally, financially. I can, I, can, I can hold us, you know, or I can at least, um, you know, bring us to the table and say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, you know. You know, you just kind of just get, you know, set the, set the groundwork on it. You know, I'm not superior. We're in this together, but just to have that leadership thing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I just found that interesting in some of my studies about, you know, marriage and monogamy and polygamy and love and trust and longevity and things like that. You know, infidelity, all these things that, that come into a relationship, man, and the, the wherewithal of how it would stand if, more people would think about the outlook on that, right? So think about that, man. Take a poll. Let me know what you think, man. Send me a message. Um, if you have my direct contact, that's cool, too. However you want to reach me, just, just let me know. We're going to take a poll, and we're creating some type of uh, – we're creating something big, a bigger a big event for that, man. So that would be much appreciated. And like I said, you know, we live in a different world now, man. 20, 30, 40 years ago, 
that would be looked down upon. But now we live in such a gender and um, a gender acceptable or relationship acceptable community where you can be homosexual, you can be gay openly, you know, um, or you can have two girlfriends and two boyfriends openly, or you can have this type of arrangement and, just, and it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? But I just found that it was interesting that those type of relationships are, they, you know, they're more content with not being married and they last longer. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, not trying to push the narrative on it, but I just, I just want to take people's pause on that. You know, I've been married before. So, you know, I, I, I look at things differently out of the, the lenses that I have. You see what I'm saying? As far as being content if I never get married again, or if I will ever consider being in a polyamorous relationship, you know what I'm saying? These are things that I think about, you know, so just want to know your opinions on that. So what we're going to do is, man, don't forget, we are about to get into part to chapter two of the pursuit of moving forward when we come back from the break um once again man roll up pour up whatever you gotta do <laughs> uh, you know the vibes man we'll be right back the pursuit of moving forward by Reggie moving forward is now available for you to purchase you can get it online amazon.com send me a message i'll get you on a hard copy to straight to your crib or you can just you know order online see your kindle you get even faster man the pursuit of moving forward walking in my truth to move past my past crazy story y'all get the copy now <laughs> You know the vibes. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nice Society After Dark Podcast, man. Let's get back in tune. Thank you, everybody that's still with me, man, wherever you chiming in at. All right, so look, man, if you have missed the last show, I went through an overview I read and went through a brief little overview of Chapter 1, The Pursuit of Moving Forward, man, a book I wrote about the story of my life, some events that happened in my life that led to certain things that you know, um, I'm going through now, or just the, the uprise to a lot of the backstory of the things that went through in my life, right? Um, there's a spoiler alert, <laughs> but at the end of the book, but this is the first book, man, and I'm real proud of myself. It was hard to write, man, but, you know, I dedicated the next uh, few shows to just go through the book chapter by chapter. It's not long, man, you know, but um, I definitely want to give a breakdown of what these chapters meant and um, just the story in general and opening up for people to ask me questions and things like that, like an open forum, you know, so this is more of like the uh, audio book, so to speak of it, but, but just a little bit more commentary and dialogue about certain things, you know, a lot of people have like um, book signings where they come and speak publicly about chapters in a book and things like that. I was considering and I still may do that, but I feel like, man, I have a whole podcast, right? So instead of having a, a book signing right now, I'd rather just utilize my platform to read certain, read the chapters and explain what I was going through and just answer questions that way. And then, you know, maybe pretty soon after I'm done, I'll have a, a big book signing and uh, prepare for uh, <clears throat> part two, <laughs> which I wasn't supposed to say, but there you go. All right, so look, quick overview of uh, chapter one. Um, chapter one was just like a um, brief introduction of myself, um, some brief history about my um, childhood and things like that, introducing my mom to the picture and things, um, but mainly just kind of like an overview of who I am was as a kid growing up a little bit, um, the relationship that me and my mom share, uh, more so than anything, you know, just highlighting 
um, the type of woman that my mom was was to me, you know. Um, and at the end of the chapter, I was explaining how I remembered um, how I'd always, you know, kiss my mom on the cheek or on the forehead just to show like an example of how I appreciated she never left me. So that was pretty much how I left chapter one. And I explained the reasoning about my father and how he came in and out of my life and how he just, you know, totally just ghosted me when I was a shorty, but my mom never did. So that was with the whole, you know, memories of kissing her on her forehead or cheek every time she went to sleep to show her that, you know, I appreciate you for that leave, you know. So we're going into chapter two. Are you guys ready? Let's get it. <laughs> All right, chapter two. And it says, Ma, this is me speaking. Ma, what's wrong? Why are you so quiet? It was finally the day for me to go off to college, and Mama drove me to school that was about three to four hours away from Chicago. She hasn't really said anything and just had our grand plan the whole trip. I could tell she was sad to let her birdie fly from the nest. <laughs> Nothing, Birdie. You be sure to be careful, okay? Focus on your schoolwork, get on time to class, and don't go anywhere off campus by yourself. And don't be having no damn sex either, boy. <laughs> oh, Mama, I will be fine. And I'll be sure to only have sex on the weekend when I don't have school, okay? <laughs> she playfully tried to swing on me. Boy, don't make me come down there and knock your damn head off. I'll come and sing my song in front of all your classmates, and I know you hate that. She cleared her throat. Ain't it money pony? 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 She said with a chuckle. That was the first time she laughed in days, man. She knows I hate that damn song that she made up. I just gave her a slight smile instead of complaining about it. When we finally arrived, Mama stayed in the car and went to go check in and get my room key and sign some papers. <sighs> Look, man, I was so excited, but I didn't want it to show too much. You know, I was just finally happy to be on my own and you know do what I wanted to do without having to ask permission. That's huge for an 18-year-old. You know, at my high school graduation, she could not stop crying at all. Like she was so emotional. But hell, we both were. It's clear not only by looks, but I mean, I do look just like my mom, but I look just like her. Um, but it's clear that I'm her son, and she's also been like my best friend, you know? Come upstairs with me, Ma. I want you to see my room and stuff, I said to her when I went back to the car. No, Bertie, you go ahead, go put your stuff up, and you come give your mama a kiss so I can get back on the road. As much as I begged her, she just would not get out the car. So I just hurried upstairs and dropped my stuff off. Okay, Ma, you wanna go have lunch or something before you hit the road? I got a couple dollars and a couple coupons. I chuckled a little bit, but she didn't. No, Kukuna, I'ma hit the road so I can avoid the traffic. Don't forget what I said now. Focus on your school working guide. Don't hang around the room crowd and please answer my calls and respond to my texts. Don't have your mama worry, boy. I kicked your ass. <laughs> she spoke with so much sincerity, but I know she was. this was a hard time for her. 
I understand, Ma. I'll be on my best behavior. You know I don't hang around troublemakers. But be sure you call me when you make it back home to Chicago, I said. I will. Now, come here. Give your mama a hug, boy. And I love you so much, Bertie. I love you so much. Started to tear up again. I love you too, Ma. This was definitely an emotional scene. As she pulled off, I slowly, then quickly began to take off running around on and jumping through campus, proclaiming my freedom. Let the damn fun begin. <laughs> when I got back to my room and settled in a bit, I heard a, a key open the door. All this excitement, I, I'd forgotten that I hadn't gotten a roommate. So I guess I was about to meet him and I just hope he wasn't a racist because most white kids, you know, they are in this school. Um, but to some of my, my surprise, he was black and kind of looked like ice cube. Um, I shook his hand, stood up. I knew I was talking to him, so I'm talking to most people, which is not a surprise. Stereotypical black kid, man, over six foot with a deep voice. Yeah, that kind of didn't give me the best looks in college, but I got my share of, you know, fans from it. What's up, homie? I'm Reggie. I'm surprised they put two black kids together, and that's what's up. <laughs> we both laughed, man, and um, he, I could tell he was going to be a cool dude, you know, as we kind of talked for a little bit more, you know. He put his bags down, shook my hand some more. I was like, what's up, Reggie? I'm Mark. Um, so as time went on, we got to chatting a little bit, kind of resembling about things from Chicago and how it's going to be, you know, both as freshmen here. We kind of got settled in a bit. Then in walked the young lady with some more bags. Hey, Reggie, I'm Mo, Mark's sister. So nice to meet you. She gave me a tight hug, and she was really welcoming. I could definitely tell that. You and Mark will get along great. He is a great barber, too. So he brought all his clippers, and I'm sure you two Chicago boys are going to have a whole lot of fun. Y'all be careful, though. <laughs> well, give me a hug. Mom and Dad are waiting for me downstairs, Mark, so I got to go. Love ya. See you later, Reggie. <laughs> she walked out, and as she left, I could tell that, you know, they, that was a genuine bond there. You know, um, you can feel that not only was her and Mark close, but I could tell that I would be close with her, too. I never had a sister. I always wonder what it would be like having a sister, too. I could tell that type of vibe instantly. College life, or shall I say freedom life. It was like a whole other lifestyle. I mean, everything was happening so fast from the moment on and since I sat down anyway walked around campus me and Mark had a lot in common which made it I mean made a great fit for us as roommates and we quickly became popular as on campus as like the two cool dudes of Chicago black of course um, between kicking it with girls going to wild parties playing basketball at the rec or simply just chilling in the dorm and watching wrestling or playing a game and our routine was pretty much set. Uh, we became best friends, and we called ourselves the tag team champions. <laughs> A funny thing that I always, you know, always cherish. 
I don't care what nobody say, man. Freshman year in college is the real definition of toxic host age. Shit was just happening way too fast and way too often. It was all fun, though, but God damn, it was no limits. It was literally night and day from seeing you in high school. I highly recommend that if a teenager goes away from home to college, freshman year be smart and be careful your future can damn near be ruined before it gets started trust me when i say that it's a whole nother level of independency that an 18 year old kid wants and thinks they're ready for but it can be dangerous thanksgiving time came and to my knowledge, it was just a blur. It seemed like from the time I got there until it was Thanksgiving time, I don't remember a lot. I remember partying a lot and maybe going to class sometimes, uh, drinking a lot, which I never really did before. Um, but it happened fast. But I was excited about it, you know. When Thanksgiving time came, you know, my annual thing with my family was to hang with my uncles, my aunts, my grandparents, my cousins at my grandparents' house, man. That was that was big for us, you know. One thing about black families, no matter what goes on throughout the year, on Thanksgiving, it's a tradition to always meet up at someone's house and it makes it the most like anticipated holiday of the year, you know, second to Christmas, of course. Marco was heading home to see his family, so when Mo came to pick him up, I just caught a ride with them. And surely mom, you know, my mama wouldn't expect me to come home because um, she wasn't feeling well, so I knew she wasn't going to come pick me up. Um, so she wouldn't expect me to come home for Thanksgiving, but I gave her a great surprise. Once I made it back to Chicago, when I walked inside the house, my mom was in the bathroom and probably thought it was my Uncle Kevin that walked in. So when I knocked on the door, I knew she would be curious to who it was. Yeah, she responded, hey, Ma, it's me, <laughs> Birdie. She screamed so loud. <laughs> yeah, Ma, surprise, it's me, I'm home. <laughs> what are you doing here? Okay, hold on, quickly. I'm on my way out. She ran out, gave me the biggest, tightest hug, and of course, you know she cried. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's like I've been gone for years and only been gone for a couple of months. But to be fair, me and her never really been apart this long. You know, growing up, she took me everywhere she went, no matter what. We stayed with a lot of family and friends, man. When we wasn't able to have our own, we just that was just the norm, you know, staying with our grandparents or my uncles or, you know, stuff like that. We finally got our own apartment when I was about 13, though, and for whatever reason, we had to, to just leave, you know, and go stay with our grandparents again. I never understood why. We was only there for maybe not even a year, maybe a year. Stayed with my grandparents again, like I said, and then ended up staying with my Uncle Mark and his wife, and they ended up getting divorced, so that's how we ended up staying with my Uncle Kevin. My Uncle Kevin, who's always been quite, kind of the quiet guy, but he was always the wealthy guy of the family, so to speak. Always into, you know, investing in different things, you know. And all my uncles was pretty much well off as far as money side, but my Uncle Kevin was, uh, 
I don't know. He had like a certain thing about him where he was always making money from different sources. Buying and, ha- buying and rehabbing homes is one of his main interests. So I'd often work with him on and off and make some extra money growing up. You know, that's what, something I always appreciate about how he always, he was always looking out for me. So we're going to take a pause, uh, get back to the second half of this chapter. It's a lot that I want to get into, man. But um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take a pause for the calls and be back at five. Okay, we back at it, man, to finish off chapter two, man. Um, Quick shout out to, um, I want to give a shout out to the the people that's been, you know, just just a real quick um, acknowledgement to just doing some retracting on the things that, you know, the people that's been vital, you know, just going through a lot of different things, you know, through my pursuit. Talk about 20 a lot, man. So shout out to 20, man. I don't, you know, I, I don't even know where a lot of things would be or my mindset, my mentally, emotionally, whatever. Just, you know, shout out to 20, man. Help me out a lot. That's still a, a sensitive topic, but we're, we're getting to that pretty soon. Um, I want to give a shout out to, you know, my, of course, Rilla, uh, uh, T-Mac, uh, you know, uh, some of my people that I consider friends, you know, Corn and Mo and Yana, you know, all the good people, uh, Shavin, <laughs> I always, uh, fuck with that name, but, um, people that have been loyal, man, uh, this journey has been something that I'm conceived and going to continue to pursue with, but, uh, I don't know, man, I feel like investing in yourself, when you invest in yourself, um, you always, just, it's always seemed like it's, you're trying to climb up the uphill mountain to get where you want to be. I watched this documentary with Kanye, man, called Genius. I'm pretty sure you guys heard of it. If you watched it, you already know what I'm talking about, about the grind, about the hustle, about trying to get out there, about, you know, just, just believing in yourself, you know, and just putting yourself out to people to see, you know, putting some type of, you know, something on tape, you know. Um, everywhere Kanye went, man, Cootie was filming him, you know going to different, you know, places and different producers and different people, you know, rappers trying to get put on, man, believing in themselves, people closing doors in this space or saying that you're just a producer, you're not a rapper, or, you know, believing in yourself and seeing the fruits of your labor is something that I, you know, that's some, that's exactly what I've been doing over these last few years, you know. Um, that's why these shows, for me, is important, you know, having something documented. I always can go back to where it started from. When I had my first show, when I had my first interview, when I had my first public speaking engagement, when I had my first everything, just keep moving forward, keep going forward, believing in myself. And, um, you know, I think I, I just I just have a good feeling about it, man, you know, and, and I like the way it's going. I'm just going to keep on, you know. It's not about how you start, it's how you finish, you know. And um, I'm just going to keep going, man. I have no choice. It's, it's only right, right? <laughs> Okay, so look, let's get back into it. Um, chapter two, where I left that left when I when I left off that was, um, you know, just talking about you know some college life stuff and how it was, um, you know, with family, with holidays and things like that. Introduce you guys to some of my family about how my uncle was and things. Um, but now, as I'm telling the story in the book, um. I have a, a quick little flashback moment. In the first chapter, I, you know, it was a flashback moment, but 
Um, in this instance, as I'm telling the story about my family, things like that, there's a certain scenario that happens that flashes me back to when I was on the train, if you guys can remember, when I was on the train in chapter one, in the beginning of chapter one, on that Amtrak, on my way to Chicago, this instance right here in chapter two is a small little flashback to a scene that happened on that train. You ready? Let's get back into it. <laughs> hey. Um, hey, you. Snap out of it, sexy. You daydreaming pretty good looking out that window. <laughs> a strange middle-aged white girl said to me, standing over my seat on the Amtrak. Oh, my bad. What's up? I responded. <laughs> you, what's up? My name is Kiki. This train ride is boring as hell, don't you think? But, I mean, what's up with you? You want to play some cards or something? Get to know each other? Hmm. She was about five, five-ish. Long, dark hair. She had some red streaks in it. Um, she had, like, a lip ring. And, you know, she kept licking it with her tongue. I'm pretty sure she was, you know, trying to flirt with me a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't know how to play cards, just, you know, other than spades that much. So I'm, I'm probably won't be that much company, I said to her. She sat down and the seat next to me and kind of put her hands on my shoulders a little bit. <laughs> oh, trust me, I got enough company for both of us. What's your name? She said, Malik. Obviously, I lied. Well, Malik, let's play blackjack. If you win, I'll leave you alone and let you go back to daydreaming or whatever you were doing looking out this window. But if I win, you got to meet me in that bathroom over there in two minutes. Deal? <laughs> she said, still wrapping her tongue around her tongue ring. She was obviously hitting on me by now. Mm, fuck it. Deal, I said. You know how to play? She responded. I played it off and looked in her eye. I mean, first person to 21, the closest to her, right? Pretty simple, I guess. <laughs> she pulled out the cards and let out a smirk. Pulled out a half again in the vodka she had stuffed in a purse, shuffled the cards, and started dealing. Okay, so my first card was a king. Hers was a queen. My next card was an eight of hearts. Hers was unknown. <laughs> I'm going to stay, but you probably should take a hit. The vodka first, then the card, I said to her. She laughed and proceeded to take a swig of that alcohol, more like a gulp, then quickly flipped her card over. Fuck! Well, she screamed. Yeah, I know, I said. Could have been a good one. Have a good trip, sweetie. Mm, crazy moment on that train. Back to the story. I absolutely love family time on the holidays. Hanging with all my uncles and aunties and, and cousins, like I said, man. Especially growing up as an only child, being with my family on the holidays and hanging with my cousins is it was truly like one of the happiest times of my life, man, especially in my childhood. 
after the holidays at home with the family, I had to really focus more on my schoolwork, man, and let's party it. I mean, Mark's grades say pretty decent, you know, but mine was taking a slip. Kind of strong, so I knew I had to buckle down, and I was cool with that. And I ended up starting to get it together. One day back at school, I returned to the dorm from class, which was a weird class, but I was passionate, so I didn't care. Um, I had some mail on my bed from the school office. I opened it, and it turns out that there was an error made, and financial aid, for whatever reason, didn't cover my full freshman year. I was shocked and confused, definitely. So I called the office to get some sort of clarity and, and, and you know, explanation. But I was consistently told, sorry for misunderstanding, sometimes these things happen. However, unfortunately, you will need to pay the remainder of the balance of tuition and housing to remain enrolled in the university. Here we go. I know there was no legal way in hell I could come up with that type of money in one week time span that they gave. And I wouldn't dare ask my family or stress my mouth to come up with the money either. And so I made that uncomfortable call. Hey, mom, what's up? Hey, Kukuna, I was just about to call you. Why didn't you? Call me back the other day. I was worried about you. She said with a whole lot of worry in her voice. She hates when I miss her calls. I got to do better with that. Sorry, Ma. I got wrapped up in schoolwork. Hey, um, I got to tell you something. And, and, and don't get mad at me, okay? <sighs> What's the matter, Birdie? What the hell happened? She said, sounding even more worried now. Yeah, I knew that song. Um, well, my, uh, I haven't been doing well in my schoolwork, kind of. And Actually, I've been doing it really, really bad. And I ended up getting into a fight with some, someone who was kind of teasing me about it. And, well, they they kicked me out of school here. I, I, I need you to come pick me up. Clearly, I lied. What? Boy, what the fuck? That don't even sound like you, Reginald. Is your ass crazy? Well, I hope you lose that fight because now I'm about to come down there and kick your ass. Have your stuff ready. I'll call you when I'm outside. <sighs> I couldn't tell her the truth. You know, she was already stressed enough that she couldn't really send me a lot of money to buy me small stuff. So I couldn't tell her the truth about that. I do regret that because, you know, I don't want to stress my mom or worry her, but I could have just been honest and told her what happened. I just didn't want to put her through that misery. She came and picked me up, and a ride back to Chicago was very, very quiet. Well, uh, I mean, after she cursed me out about 45 minutes. I mostly just looked out the window and out on the highway into the sky, daydreaming and thinking about what I'm going to do now, man. I knew I had to go back home with mom and my uncle and probably work with them until I figured something out. As a little boy, man, I, I always felt I was always in the pursuit of finding something, someone special, you know? 
other kids want to focus on fun and toys, and I did too, but I also wanted to grow up and, and be successful, you know, be married to a woman of my dreams, and, you know, I wanted love, the love you only read about and see in movies and shit. I wanted that happiness you can only gain from doing something far more rewarding than any amount of salary. God damn. There goes that lame-ass cancer talk again. I think that's the reason I hit the gym so tough. Because in my mind, the bigger and stronger I am physically, it will mask the emotional and sensitive side that lives inside of me. It's weird. I thought maybe I was on the right track to find success when I left for college, but now I'm on my way back to Chicago, still in pursuit to, to find what is the next steps to get my life in some damn order. I need to get it in order, though. Just don't know how. Just got to figure out how. All right, so that was chapter two in its entirety. Uh, a lot goes along with all that stuff. So um, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about some of the events that we talked about in chapter two. Um, like I said, obviously, I did like a little rundown about college life and how fast paced it was. I was getting into a lot of shit, man, drinking a lot. No, it really wasn't smoking. I didn't, I didn't did drugs, but I was definitely drinking a lot with Mark, man. We was partying. We was kicking up a lot of girls. You know, we was playing basketball. You know, it was like, like I said, we just, we, that, that, that first year in college is toxic whole shit, man. You do a lot of shit that is like an unleash that you take off of you. And I was relishing in it, man. My grades were slipping. I was tired. I was sleeping in class, uh, you know, but it was good times, but it was just fast paced, you know. Um, but that's why I kind of want to bring awareness to that a little bit. Like, you know, if you are, if you have a child, if you have a teenager that's going away to college, man, you make sure the head is on the right, man, because um, I don't know. It can go, it can really fuck your shit out pretty fast, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what we was talking about in chapter two. We was going over that a bit. Um, you know, talking about stuff with my family, how it was on holidays and Thanksgiving and how we growing up, it was always this oneness, you know, my cousins made me feel like I, I you know, I didn't feel bad for being the only child, you know, my uncles maybe didn't feel bad for not having my father around, you know, it was a great family feel, something I cherish and I value growing up. So that was always a good time. You know, my mom and her emotional side, you know, I talk about how strong that my mom was and, you know, she was just this this person that, you know, no nonsense, but with me, she had this emotional side. She was always, you know, she was very, you know, crying a lot, and especially when she dropped me off of college. And when she came pick me up, when I had to lie about why I got kicked out of school, you know, she was she was mad as hell. But, you know, like I said, me and my mom, we never had a lot of money, man, you know, and I know she couldn't afford to really send me to college. Now, I don't know why um, there was a mix up with financial aid, because to my knowledge, I had a, I had a decent ride, you know, um, to school down there, you know, only thing I had to do was eventually find a job just to help out on some stuff, but I thought I had a full ride. I don't know what the hell happened, but had to come home. Um, so all in all, I spent almost my full freshman year down there, but towards the end of it, I had to come back and start my pursuit over again and figure out what I want to do with my life. Um, at 18 years old, almost 19, I had to figure it out. Mm. 
it was tough because I know my mom had some big expectations for me, and I did too. But now it's back to the drawing board and figuring out what's next. So that's that. Um, what else can I talk about with chapter two? I mean, you know, you know, that's pretty much that, man. Like, you know, just that whole understanding of how college life was and me as a teenager, um, setting the groundwork for, you know, my foundation and what I thought about school and how I wanted to make my mom proud and how I wanted to be, you know, I want to do something special. But at that last part, that last part I said in chapter two was big because it's weird, man. Growing up as a kid, I, wanted I envisioned like having that you know that picket fence that dog that wife those kids you know weird shit like kids 11 12 years old don't think about that man you know not at that age you know uh for the most part like I said I was an innocent child you know if it wasn't all I needed was a video game and nachos and I was cool you know like I, I didn't have no I didn't have no extracurricular things going on. I love sports. I love wrestling. I love eating nachos. And I, that was it. Um, but I would just have these images about, man, being married. It was so weird, you know, and having a family. And I wanted to be successful at an early age. I just didn't know how that looked or what I wanted to do. Um, and then I, I joke about it, about, you know, the whole being a cancer thing and being emotional and sensitive. And yeah, that plays a part in it. But ultimately, man, I feel like it's just some. It was just a bigger reason for me to be on this earth. You know, you know. I just, I just wanted. I didn't want to be a person just here on this earth, just walking and just breathing air and not doing nothing with it. You know, I, I want to do something special. I want to change the world in some type of capacity. I want family. I want love. You know, I wanted something bigger. I just couldn't put my finger on it. But leaving college that first year, it kind of set me back a little bit. Has put me back in my thoughts about what I want to do. So. um and my mom, you know, super, she was supportive, but, you know, like she, she thought I was, got kicked out for fighting, but I'm sorry, Ma, I, I wasn't honest, but mm, I wish I was. As I look back on it now, I wish I was more honest with my mom about stuff like that. Well, okay, we're going to take another pause, and we're going to sign up out of here, man. I appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys for checking out Chapter 2. Um, <laughs> me and all my madness, I know, right? But just reliving the stuff makes me smile because, you know, it's always the journey, man. The journey of pursuit and moving forward. See y'all in a bit. You know the vibes. Not Society Nation, man. Once again, man, before we check out, I want to thank everybody that's been rocking with me, man, over the last two years, man, come on, man, 500 views, man, that's nothing, that's not no small stuff, man, I appreciate each and every one of you guys, man, the show is only gonna get bigger, man, it's gonna grow how it's supposed to grow, man, I never worry about that stuff, man, I stay loyal to you guys, you stay loyal to me, man, this is the home, this is where the heart is, right, be sure you check out the next episode as we get to season, I mean, to chapter three, because... Chapter 3 gets a little bit more tough. That's it. It's where the meat and potatoes starts to, to get into. Man, the first couple of chapters was just kind of warming you guys up to certain things about me and my life, man. But from here on out, it, it gets deep, man. So be sure to check, check that out, man. If you want to get the copy of the book, man, all thing I do is order on Amazon. Or just hit me up, man. I'll send you a copy wherever you're at, man. But if not, man, the audio version is going to be right here officially, exclusively on the Not Society podcast. Look, man, I love you guys, man. Thank you for 
the support. We got big events coming up this year, man, 2022, especially this summer, man. I'm going to invite everybody out to a special gathering I have coming up this summer, man, so stay tuned for that. Be sure you go check out the Bars and Buckets podcast, which airs on YouTube and Facebook Live. Thinking outside the box, season three is gonna be official, man. We going crazy over there. I love you guys, man. Look, man, if I can't say nothing else, all thing I gotta say mainly is life is hard, but life is beautiful. Think about that, man. Life is hard, but life is beautiful. Embrace it, you know. Thank God every day when you wake up, man, that you have a chance to breathe, to eat, to walk, to enjoy the subtle nuances of what life has to offer. Now, of course, throughout the day, you're going to go through your trials and your tribulations and things like that, man, but life is beautiful. Embrace it. You hear me, though? Embrace it. Until the next time, man, be sure you follow me on social media if you don't already. Reggie moving forward on Facebook or the Nine Society on Instagram. I love you guys. Until the next episode, you know the vibes. M A S S O C I E T Y.